quick editor's note, this is Gina. And as you'll hear, my mic was clearly not working in this episode. So I apologize for the audio, but it is going to be all fixed moving forward. Trigger warning, we will be discussing child sexual abuse in this episode. Welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide. We are happy to be queer to answer your questions, and class is now in session. I'm Gina. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Sev. And today, we are going to be getting into a very, very well-known topic in the queer community, which is coming out. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a pretty heavy topic. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm scared. Uh, I mean, I feel like <laughs> my coming out story is kind of out there, but you know, there's always that, like, internalized homophobia, like, and compulsory heterosexuality, and just, you know, feeling like people are going to be like, oh, like, you're not a real lesbian, or you're not really bisexual, you know what I mean? Like, there's all these, mm -hmm. you know, these labels that other people try and put on us. Um, you're waiting for the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just how I am naturally, but <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. I just like these stories. <laughs> <laughs> it is very intimate, and it's, I think kind of crazy that whether, yeah, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, every single gay person has something to note of kind of, you know, this is what I had to tell the world who sees me in one way that I'm not mm -hmm. that way. Exactly. So I know we've talked a little bit about coming out in our queer identity episode, and we do have more questions to answer, of course, but I think the first thing that we really want to do is just let you as the listener get to know us a little bit more. We've alluded to our coming out stories a little bit, but we want to really dig into them just so that when we go through all of our advice, you really understand where we're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I do not so, want to go first. You don't want to go first? I don't want to go first. <laughs> Seven. I'll go first since I was the one talking about how excited I was. I just love like hearing these stories and mm -hmm. getting to know people a little bit better are people loving to hear queer voices what a crazy concept isn't that so weird anyway so let's just get right into it i guess my story isn't very crazy isn't very you know dramatic which is probably why i'm like yeah i'll tell it mine's so fun because it was just <laughs> like pretty chill actually so well let's start with like <laughs> Before even coming out, I was quote unquote outed twice in my life. Hmm. One time was in like eighth grade. And I, so I wasn't allowed to have a like boyfriend or anything until I was 16. That was my parents' rule. And in the eighth grade, there was this girl that I was friends with that went around telling everybody, well, guess what? She's probably just gay. And that's why she doesn't have a boyfriend. And she's like, she never talks about boys. First of all, I had one crush for the entirety of middle school. So I don't know what she was talking about. Shouts out to him. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, so, did you ever see the movie, But I'm a Cheerleader? Or something no, like I haven't seen it, but I have heard lots and lots about it. It's like low key kind of, oh, she gets out in that way where they're like, you're definitely lesbian. And she's like, I, but I'm a cheerleader. What are you talking about? <laughs> but then surprise, she is. <laughs> yeah. So that had happened. And I was like, her and I aren't friends anymore because that was mean of her to go around and tell people that because what that, because I was in the eighth grade, you know, and I was like, why is she telling people I'm a lesbian? That's rude. Wait, can I just say that every time you say eight, like eighth grader, 
I was in the eighth grade. And my first thought is when I was in the, when I was in the, <laughs> when I was in the third grade, I thought I was I gay because I, I could draw. I think that every time that's why I'm like, that's like, I know no one so can see funny. me unless they watch us on Patreon, but I'm like giggling over here about your outing story. But really it's because I'm singing Macklemore in my head. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So that was my friend. And I was like, you know what? fuck her we're not friends anymore I'm not a lesbian and then um I was like sophomore year of college and I had a friend who I was very close with who was a woman and her and I were like we met and immediately were like obsessed with each other we spent every day together we were always together always doing something I'm triggered looking back her and I have like reflected on this before and we're like that was little bit of a fruity friendship we had going on right and she I was like yeah it was a bit much so a friend of mine from high school that I was like family friends with she was really good friends with my ex-boyfriend who was also my best friend for a couple years his whole family and like this group of people that we hung out with my family had a campsite so it was like all the people at the campsite basically uh she decided so she didn't like the girl that I was hanging out with because the girl had had a thing with her boyfriend before they were together or something so she decided well they hang out a lot together they must be gay because my friend my friend is bi but I don't know if she was technically out to everyone. So we were very much both giving off fruity vibes. <laughs> but like her, this girl that I had been friends with, um, we'll call her Steph. Steph and Steph's boyfriend and Steph's friend group all were telling everyone they knew that me and this other girl were dating. Mm. So I was like mm. outed, but like not because I wasn't, I didn't know that I liked women. And that really messed with me because she told like so many close family friends. I'm pretty sure it eventually got back to my mother. I asked her about it. She's like, I thought I heard something, but I didn't know what they were talking about. And then she like went to them and she was like, get my daughter's name out your mouth. Like, stop talking. (laughs) My mom's kind of a little spitfire, but it was just ridiculous. And this was when I was starting to like think, maybe I do, maybe I am. So I was like, I didn't even figure it out. And this girl's telling everyone. Yeah. Like, as I said, your mom had your back in that instance. So at least. Yeah. She was kind of like, that's stupid. That's weird. Like, to be fair, your mom is a cancer and we ride for the people. (laughs) Yeah. My mom is a cancer. Body built like a We had had, (laughs) we had had problems in the past with said person. So it was just kind of like a, God again. But this time it was me in the middle of like crisis. Like, oh my God, do I like girls? (laughs) Getting told. Oh, but you're a lesbian, right? Because you're dating this girl, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone. So yeah, uh, then that happens. But literally right after all this drama happens, I get in a relationship with a man. So I'm mm. like, look, I have a man. So <laughs> look, yeah, look at me. I'm straight. <laughs> I'm a boy. First of all, I dated like, like, you know, the stereotypical man who dates a queer woman. But, uh, by wife energy. My wife energy, that's him. Bye. Like, wife energy. That, yeah. 
that's that was him so like girl (laughs) like he was only attracted to bi women he is only like you could just tell so funny anyways um so him and I are dating and I was I would like talk about it a little bit be like I probably like girls who knows like (laughs) and then he breaks up with me a week after our third anniversary and goes well at least you can figure out if you like girls now Uh... as I'm sobbing as I'm sobbing in his do not give them that bleep that do not give them (laughs) the sponsorship the car to get broke up in understood (laughs) broken up within it just makes me giggle so yeah then a couple like a month later or two months later I was with my little sister and we were in my parents backyard and I was dyeing her hair purple and we were talking about people she had a crush on and I said, oh my God, what's his name? Like, who, who are you crushing on? And she was like, what if it's not a he? And I said, oh, okay, is it? And she had a lot of friends who had like used they, them pronouns. I said, is it a they? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, word. Um, and then not soon. And this is by this time I had been like talking to Cheyenne a lot about thinking I was gay just like I'm probably bi and Cheyenne's like if you're attracted to women you're bi I'm like but I've never tried it and she's like if you're attracted to women you're bi that's actually one of our questions someone asked how do I know if I'm gay yeah Cheyenne <laughs> just kind of sl- she's like if you know you're bi you're bi like every time I was like mm, I don't know she's like if you know you're bi you're bi like <laughs> you know you like girls you're bi and I was like okay yeah so it ain't no lie you're bi 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 yeah, yeah so a little bit Somewhere on the spectrum a little bit after telling me my sister told my mom and uh, around the same time I was like so you know what she told you not long ago I'm gonna tell you the same thing <laughs> like it was kind of just like surprise two gay you got daughters two queer kids <laughs> yeah and then your little straight middle son that somehow Aww. ended up like that holding down the fort <laughs> but that's pretty much it then I told my mom and then I just started telling people after that I just was kind of like more open with it so I, I haven't like really come out to a lot of people I honestly don't even think I've told my dad straight up like is there anything you want to say to your dad if he's listening right now if you're listening turn this off <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be here okay blur, blur his name out <laughs> you're gonna feel some type of way if this podcast where you're a voice for queer people is your coming out to your fam not really um I think like most of my family like extended family kind of gets an inkling they kind of just like can tell (laughs) by looking at me um but also just like I remember I told my my grandma and she was like oh you are not and I was like yeah I am grandma and she was like oh anyways so yeah uh I've like kind of officially come out but most people that I meet kind of like get it when they get it you know they like see me and they're like um if I tell people usually your reaction is duh I think before Cheyenne you even said that some people don't feel the need to come out you know I kind of think that's where you're at so it's just like this is just it whatever yeah like if it comes up in conversation well it sounds like overall you didn't have like a bad coming out experience really which I guess is why you were going first and I'm not trying to make it seem like I had a bad experience mine wasn't or bad. yeah mine it could have been no much. that's what I'm always like mine was so easy and I love hearing other people's stories because I like getting other perspectives and like 
hearing it because I feel like I just I got pretty lucky especially coming out so late I was 23 22 23 when I finally like decided to start telling people and like figured it out myself so I got a little bit lucky I mean I still do get the questions like how do you know Mm -hmm. and stuff but other than that pretty comfortable with my story Gina do you want to go next I really want to hear yours you want me to go next okay Ah. (laughs) my frustration with my story doesn't come from like anybody in particular it just comes from like I just wish I just wish I knew like things before actually one of the questions is does everyone wish they had come out earlier in life and for me that's a yes so that's really where my frustration Mm -hmm. is um I feel like for me I like do wish I had come out sooner for like my own benefit and so like I didn't spend time like being someone I like hiding who I really was I guess but like at the same time I'm glad I came out when I did because I know it probably would have been like a lot harder and more confusing and painful when I, if I was younger and I feel like people who come out when they are younger are really brave for that um I had the luxury of like not living at home anymore and like you know not having family that really had like a say in what I was yeah. doing. so I feel like there are like some parts of me that wish I had come out sooner and some parts of me that are like glad that it happened when I did or even sometimes wish it, I came out a little bit later but at the same time like I feel like I made peace with <laughs> where I'm at with mine but okay totally. tell your story <laughs> all right so I guess I always knew deep down that there was some sort of like attraction when I was in middle school like I knew I liked girls but I also got a lot out of um, like flirting with boys and stuff. So it was kind of confusing because mm-hmm. for a long time, a very long time, I'm talking the age of 12 to 19, I was having mainly experiences with men in person, but I was going home and masturbating to women to girls kissing like I would go on tumblr and search like girls kissing girl on girl and that was like, my porn was tumblr <laughs> and so I have a lot of frustrations with compulsory heteronormativity because I just feel like I didn't really know that I could explore other avenues. I just was like, this is what's in front of me and this is what I got to do. And so I went through a a long period of time where I was hooking up with a lot of guys, um, even if it was just casually because it felt good. It was like a gratification, you know, instant kind of thing. But there was a lot more to explore, which I started um, to kind of do more... mm, I was going to say in college, but I kind of always forget. I did have my first lesbian experience in high school. And even after it happened, I still didn't count myself as bi. I didn't understand my sexuality whatsoever. Actually, it's crazy because by the time I graduated high school, I'd probably kiss just as many girls as guys. And because I wouldn't let myself explore it, I was just like, I'm just really slutty. Like, I'm just somebody who will hook up with anybody, which was not the case. Like, the one world that I hooked up with in high school, I literally masturbated to that for like 10 years, probably. Mm-hmm. She's married to a man now. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bitter, clearly. I bet, I bet she masturbates to you too. So oh my God, I hope. Stop it. I hope. Um, and so once I went to college, I was really like, I'm going to explore my sexuality. And I like kind of didn't until the very end. And I did get into a relationship with a guy that I have no regrets on because I really found a lot of fulfillment in that. And I have a lot of like good things to say about him. But I was uh, kind of like low-key, like 
matching with girls on Tinder. I kind of think he was doing the same thing. It's kind of why I'm not like holding a grudge with him about it because like we were doing it to each other. And so I was still like waiting to explore this. And then I did, after I graduated, I kind of had the first girl that I really, it was a actual fling, like we had feelings for each other. It didn't last super long, but it felt really intense to me. I think because it was my first, like, you know, you always remember your first, whatever. Hey Meg, what's up? Um, <laughs> and so after she and I had our little fling, I felt more comfortable calling myself bi. And I felt confused about coming out to relatives because it's one thing when it's my friends to be like, oh yeah, I date guys, but I fuck girls sometimes. I didn't really know how, like I wasn't ready to say that to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point after people in my life knew I was by my friend, I did text my sister and I said to her, I'm not really ready to talk about this yet, but I don't want you to hear it from someone else. Cause there was a chance she would have. And so mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, I'm by. And she was like, yeah, cool. Chill. I don't care. But I obviously would have been pissed if I heard it from someone who wasn't you. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm telling you now. And then we never really talked about it again. Cause we didn't need to. I guess every once in a while, I would kind of mention her, like, oh, I hooked up with this girl, whatever. But it was just kind of chill after that. Um, mm-hmm. My best friend knew every step of the way, but it was kind of like a layered approach telling everybody else just as I was figuring it out. But she definitely knew the whole time. I didn't feel like I had to hide anything from her. And then um, I was out at one point to pretty much everybody but my relatives, again, because of this, like, sexualized thing that gets put on. I don't know. I just didn't know how to explain who I love, who I felt like it was just complicated. and so. then I had a real big setback and I dated a man. I don't need to bleep his name because I refer to him as the mistake. So I will continue to call him the mistake. I saw saw your face and like heard that noise and I was like, oh, it's okay. Like that you dated a man, but I mean, if he was a mistake in general, like. No, no, because I just said the guy dated in college. I have a lot of affinity for Gage, if you're listening to this, love you, man. Wish you the best life ever. Um, The mistake, I don't know share that same sentiment um I have a lot of just like animosity um towards him I kind of like I don't wish him anything I just want him to exist far away from me and never talk to me but um I my problems a lot of my coming out frustrations actually lie with him because he was really like not accepting of my bisexuality and he saw it as like you're gonna cheat on me you want to fuck everybody and not me and I'm like shut the fuck up we're in a monogamous relationship I never cheated on him I blurred some lines but I did not cheat and I'm just like it's so fucking annoying because that was really a lot of animosity that he put on me about my sexuality that then made me feel like it was not a good thing and it again was just like am I just the slutty person and it was again just it was just hard and so uh he (laughs) just like your uh ex said to you like oh now you can date women um the mistake used to say to me while we were dating like oh I know when we break up like if we ever break up you're gonna go be a lesbian and I didn't really have a rebuttal I was just kind of like, uh-huh. And yeah. um, um, <laughs> the, my animosity towards him is not all just the queer stuff. This was a really toxic relationship. He said things to me that I would never let somebody say to me now. He also put me in harm's way a few times. And I just regret letting somebody treat me the way he treated me. So once we finally had our disastrous breakup, I was like, so I'm good. I'm good with 
men now. That was that was fun. Hello, that was everyone. a good run. <laughs> I no longer need any validation because this is I'm done. I got I was at a better place with who I was and where I was at in life. And I didn't need everything I needed before. And I also was just kind of like that's that relationship and relationships with men in general, even the good ones put a lot of gender roles and societal norms on me that I just wasn't vibing with. Mm -hmm. And so after, uh, after mistake and I broke up, I was like, I'm a date, I'm a date non-men now. And I did start fucking a lot of women. I started casually dating somebody who's non-binary, which was a really, really enriching relationship for me. And that really progressed me to just feel like the world is limitless. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I moved to Arizona and I have not seen a penis since. <laughs> it's been great. Um, I did come out to my parents right before I moved. Um, it was again, kind of complicated still because I almost kind of wanted somebody to bring home to be like, look, I'm in a relationship and this is something wholesome to show you that I'm gay. But instead I kind of put it off and continued living my life really loudly including on social media and stuff and so there was a point where I was kind of like I think they know and eventually I, I like wrote this thing on my blog about being gay where my parents read it it kind of at first caused a little bit of a riff because I don't think they understood that I just didn't think I needed to I didn't I didn't realize that they needed the sit down conversation I just kind of thought like isn't it just gonna like come up one day and that'll be that and I regrettably put it off too long. Looking back, I wish I had found a way to tell them sooner. I also get that you don't owe anybody an explanation and that it is complicated because like sexuality is really intimate and I didn't know the words to express it. But coming out after that was just a, a really big weight lifted. And like I said, I moved not long after moving to Arizona was like the best thing ever being here I just feel like I can be so much myself that I didn't even realize was possible it was just a nice fresh start when I first moved to Arizona I had a girlfriend and then during the pandemic we broke up and I started dating my girlfriend Arielis not long after and I am really really happy I absolutely like I said wish I'd come out earlier um Another question that we got is compet real? Yes, compulsory hetero mm -hmm. compulsory heteronormativity, which is such a tongue twister, is real. And that's a lot of where my frustrations with my coming out story lies. It's just like I wish I had more information sooner to know that this was an avenue for me. Because oh man, if I could see myself now, like when I was younger, I would be ecstatic that I was so much gayer than I even like fucking knew was possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love that. That was my story. Time to go into my mess up story. I like don't know what I want to. Include. I think your story is really interesting, Cheyenne. I, think I love Cheyenne. Like, well, well, I actually so, think yours is so relatable too. There's so many people who have these long-term relationships prior mm -hmm. to coming out. Yeah, I guess that's true. So my story, I was also very boy crazy, just like picking boys to have crushes on, all this stuff. But like in the background, I was definitely like pretending to fall asleep cuddling girls. Like I was like imagining being with a girl like in my head at night and like watching 
gay porn and I put that in quotation marks because it was just YouTube videos of women kissing because I didn't know (laughs) I didn't want it in my history um and I was on like chat roulette and like omegle um like having webcam sex with girls in high school amazing I was like no I'm jealous I was like I was like that's not I don't like girls like that's not that was that wasn't me good for you (laughs) Um, so yeah I was like very deeply 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 in the closet and I think it took me a long time to like come to terms with it but I think a big part of that was because I was like sexually abused by like another girl when I was like seven um so then when I was like having these feelings I'm like is that because I had that experience or like do I actually like girls and years later when I was coming to terms with all this I did end up talking to a therapist and she told me that usually with situations like that people tend to swing hard in the opposite direction so I would like be desperate for like male validation theoretically in this scenario that makes sense I can yeah yeah so I that like helped me feel a lot better but I don't know if she was just saying that because I like was obviously in distress over it and like trying to maybe that explains why you needed like crushes you know right yeah yeah and I just like remember always kind of having crushes on boys but just kind of like picking them the like low-key in the background also having crushes on girls like I was telling my girlfriend the other day about this girl who I found her on MySpace and I thought she was so pretty and I wanted to look like her I still follow her to this day because I'm like I yeah I liked her but I just thought she was so pretty and would look at her pictures all the time because I wanted to look like her but like looking back I totally had a crush on her but it was just like I was so deep in denial Uh I did have two boyfriends in like middle school and one broke up with me after a month because he tried to kiss me he backed oh, no. a wall and I literally ducked under his arm and ran away from him and then he broke up with me should have been red flag number one that maybe you don't uh-huh. like um <laughs> my second boyfriend we helped he wanted to hold my hand and I didn't want to hold his hand because him and his brother had been playing with toads or some shit like this was like weird. and he had like a wart on his hand and uh, I was like middle school it, like I didn't want to like touch it so I wouldn't hold his hand and then he broke up with me <laughs> yeah so those were my only experiences with boys until I was almost like 17 and I got my first boyfriend and we were each other's like first kiss uh first time having sex like everything and we stayed together for five years in total but part of the reason I don't want to tell this story was because around year three, I did end up cheating on him with one of my guy friends in college because, like, oh. I mean, obviously there's no good reason to cheat on someone. But for me, it was like, on one hand, I, I literally, okay, this is weird because I literally talked about this in therapy today. But um, on one Full hand, moment. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I was like, no one else is ever going to love me. No one is ever going to put up with my shit. No one's ever going to want to deal with me. He's the only person who has ever wanted me. Like, I'm not going to find anyone else. But on the other hand, why do my friends like having sex with their boyfriends? And why don't I? Why do we only have sex once every four months? Like, I was like, very much. Yeah, it was like, for three years. And then, so I ended up cheating on him, which I didn't even go super far with the guy that I hooked up with, but like, it was still like a breach of trust and loyalty and stuff. So I ended up breaking up with him and hooked up with like a few other guys. And I still had like the same experience where it was not good. And I was like, okay, the issue is me. Um, And that's around the time that I was like, okay, like really starting to come to terms with maybe the fact that I was bisexual and I like had my first kiss with a girl at this time, but like 
it was a I like kissed like 27 people in one night because I like it was like I've only ever what I've only ever kissed one person and I just feel like on your poor lips (laughs) I know I'm surprised I didn't get like mono that night but yeah so I kissed like three girls that night um but they were all just like friends like it was nothing romantic but yeah so then I ended up hooking up with like three guys it sucked I went to see my doctor because I was like, okay, obviously something's wrong with me. Like, it's me. That's the issue, not them. And I ended up needing to have, like, my hymen surgically removed, which is what is more commonly referred to as the cherry. Um, So basically, mine never, like, broke. And I was having... uh, So basically, his penis for three years was just hitting a wall very, very close to the entrance of my vagina. Very painful three years of mentally associating penetration with pain. And then with the other guys I had sex with, it was the same issue. And he and I ended up getting back together, which is also a long story. But after we got back together, I told him that while we were apart, I had kind of wanted to hook up with a girl and asked if it would be cool with him if I, you know, tried that out to see it, like if I was into it. And he's a Sagittarius man, so he really did not give a fuck. And so he was like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) So I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was... He was a nice boy, and it's a shame we're not friends anymore, but I guess for the best. You know, I can't blame his girlfriend for being insecure about me. I'm pretty cute. But, <laughs> yeah, anyways, might have you take that out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, so I hooked up with my first non-man. At the time, they identified as a woman, but now they're out as non-binary. And I was like, wow, this is, like, what it's supposed to be like. Like, this is what I want. Like, it was like amazing like it was every like it was like seven hours long like it was crazy so yeah (laughs) after I had sex with them I told my friends came out to my friends because at to that point he was the only one who knew and I was like I had sex with a girl and I really liked it and they were like oh my god and they were all very accepting like no one was weird about it I was in the story Mm -hmm. at the time and they were like there were some girls in it that were a little weird but I wouldn't consider them friends, so I don't care about their opinions, but all of my friends were very accepting, and that's when my friend told me, my best friend told me that her mom thought we were dating in middle school, which was (laughs) funny for me to find out years later, and I called my mom, and I was like, I think I'm going to break up with ex-boyfriend, I think I want to date women, and she was like, you always rush into things like you don't know what you want blah 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 and it really like took me by surprise because she has like so many like gay and lesbian friends like she is an ally and like has always told me like she'd love me no matter what so like oh yeah um, that way I was just like not expecting it and she has like lesbian friends like I mentioned and she asked me if I wanted to like talk to them to see if I really was I guess I don't know and I wish I had taken her up on it like looking back but obviously at the time I did not want that but like looking back I wish I like would have talked to them and had them be like yeah she's gay (laughs) but yeah so from there we go to me not feeling like I had my mom's support in being gay And then my ex-boyfriend is, like, begging me to stay with him. So I stayed with him for another two years and told Mm. him I would only stay with him if we could be non-monogamous. And he didn't really have any interest in being with anyone other than me. Um, So it was pretty much just me doing it. So I didn't really have to deal with too much of, like, the jealousy stuff, which was nice. But, like, (laughs) yeah, definitely didn't have, like, the education or, like, communication skills. I probably needed to do that at that time. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I dated him for two more years, had, I think, 
one actual girlfriend during that time and my mom had actually met like a few girls that I dated during that time and she just like thought it was like my friend that was over like she had no clue and then eventually I met someone who I was like oh like this is like how I want to feel in a relationship and that's when I knew I had to leave him so I broke up with him and then I feel like this is like the (laughs) it was a very like lesbian thing for me to do in my like hetero relationship but uh (laughs) he and I continued to live together even after I broke up with him moved into a new apartment together (laughs) yeah that's so lesbian I know (laughs) and then um I was still kind of talking to men at this point even though I had come to terms with being a lesbian years ago felt kind of uncomfortable when people referred to me as bisexual because I knew deep down like I wasn't but like mm-hmm. to other people that's what I appeared to be but yeah I still was craving the male validation at that point um thank you compet so my friend set me up with this guy and we hooked up for a while and then he told me on my birthday that sex with me made him feel empty inside and oh yeah so yeah that was that's a long ass story but we're just gonna say he's a piece of shit but also like sex with him probably made me feel empty inside too it was probably just like a very nice escape I guess so yeah Mm -hmm. I have a so I have a bad experience with this guy I'm hooking up with but I continue to like talk to guys just because I'm bored there's not very many queer people where I live and I'm like two hours from any major cities and don't feel like I have many options but I still need like the validation that I'm getting um so my very last experience with a man was I went over to this guy's apartment and before I had gone over I told him to get condoms because I was intending on having sex with him and he did not get condoms and he puts on the office on tv and we like lay down and we're like cuddling and I'm literally just like scrolling on my phone and he's like I think I was laying on my stomach and he was like rubbing my butt and he gets up to like change the tv channel or something and I like rolled over and it was wet and I was like did you come and he was like yeah just like (gasps) that wow and so he literally came just from rubbing my butt. Sorry to seven parents that might be listening. Hopefully my family. Don't worry, they Sam be- said to stop listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they probably won't be listening. And if you guys are still listening at this point, stop. That's your, that's your fault. That you <laughs> Get anyways, out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that guy, he came just from rubbing my butt. And I was like, this is fucking weird. And I left. And I was like, you know what? It's the universe sending me signs that like I just need to stop messing with men like I'm not having good ex- like I'm not having good experiences they're weird they're bad like I'm not happy stop so that was the last man that I ever was like romantically or sexually involved with and I think shortly after that I came out um when I was like 22 via a meme which is very fitting for me on Facebook it was Elliot Page saying I'm here today because I am gay and Mike it was Elliot Page or Kristen Stewart I can't remember who it was but I believe it was Elliot Page and yeah so that was me coming out on Facebook pretty well received most people knew except for like my family and shortly after that my dad who I did not expect to be cool with it because he's black and typically black people are less accepting of queerness than white people and my mom's side is white 
And so I didn't expect him. I expected her to be cool with it because she's the gay ally. And I expected him to not be cool with it. But she ended up being like weird about it at first. Yeah. And he invited me to his friend's daughter's lesbian wedding and was like, you can meet like-minded people or something. Yeah. Um, so they had like nice reactions, which was weird for me, especially because like, I don't know, it like was hard at really hard at first because you know I was expecting my mom to like just accept me and like it kind of like mess with me um but now we're like in a really good place and she's always like are you sure I'm not a lesbian like are you sure (laughs) I might be a lesbian so like yeah so it's not an issue anymore but yeah I feel like overall I had a pretty good experience aside from the fact that I let other people's expectations of who I was supposed to be like force me back into the closet and like Mm keep me in the closet for so long but yeah I feel like overall it wasn't the worst but also not the best yeah and I'm not proud of everything that happened but you live and you learn that's a layered experience for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> so I want to go last um I have a question for you so first of all I know that not only do you identify as lesbian but you also identify as non-binary one of our questions is, what's a good way to dabble with being non-binary? Is there a way to test it out? Mm-hmm. So have you had to come out as non-binary or is that something that you do regularly to people like now? I feel like, I don't know if I'm the best person. Well, I guess it's my experience, but I don't know if I'm the best yeah, person. Yeah, I was going to say, that. don't say that. You, you're, yeah. you're not trying to speak for every single person, yeah. but anybody, you're still a part of the non-binary community and there's yeah. going to be a lot of different experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like, I don't feel like I have to do or be or look like anything except what I am to be non-binary. I don't think, like, I feel like we're fed this um, stereotypical image of like a thin, white, androgynous person. And I am none of those things. But I don't think that you have to be that to be non-binary. I know some people maybe take hormones or dress more mask or more femme depending on the gender that they were assigned at birth and you know like you can do different things if you want to but you can just Mm -hmm. continue to exist the way you've always existed and still be non-binary um as for coming out I am not really out to like any family members or anything as non-binary just because they are very close-minded about that and I don't think having that conversation at this point is really I guess necessary for me like it's not like I don't want to I don't know but I don't think there's anything wrong with coming out as non-binary especially if you are switching to like they them pronouns or any other like alternative pronouns obviously that's kind of a conversation that you have to have then um yeah I use she her or they them so it doesn't really matter to me what pronouns they use for me and I am okay with still being referred to as, like, a woman. Just don't call me, like, I'm not a man. Don't call me a man. <laughs> like, I'm cool with whatever. And, like, <laughs> no, one in my, no one in my life is calling me a man. So um, I feel like that's not really something I have to address at this point. I do come out to, like, friends and stuff. But kind of as it comes up, like, I was hanging out with, like, a friend last year. And I don't know how we got on the topic of it, but I eventually, like, was like yeah I identify as like non-binary like you can use either set of pronouns for me Um, yeah but I don't really feel the need to come out to everyone but I do in some scenarios it just depends how I'm feeling word makes sense okay 
we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to answer some more questions and talk about our coming out experiences a little bit more. All right, we are back talking about our coming out stories and answering all your questions. So welcome back. Yeah. So we have one more question that I think we should get into in this coming out episode. And so this question is, can people identify with one label for a time and then change back and then change back? So can you, can you change your label or are things fluid? I think it's important to recognize that sexuality is fluid for totally. some people. I feel like a lot of people say that as like a blanket statement and maybe for like a lot of people it is fluid, but I feel like that's unfair to make that statement for everyone because it's not fluid for everyone. Um, but like for me personally, I kind of, you know, relate to the person who had this question because, you know, I've always been a lesbian, but of course we start out by default in the society as straight. And mm -hmm. then when I was like in middle school, I feel like I was kind of like, ooh, I could be bi, like me, I think I like girls too. But you know, there's so much like stigma, especially at, like when you're young that, you know, you're just doing it for attention or, mm -hmm. you know, all the biphobic stereotypes mm -hmm. and yeah, all of the biphobia that comes with that. So that kind of kept me from exploring that more. And then I finally was like, I think I'm a lesbian. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm a lesbian. Um, but because of how my coming out story transpired, I was kind of for not forced, but like influenced to go back into the closet. So right. then I identified as bisexual, but like deep down I knew I was a lesbian, but like I was like had told like a few people I think I'm a lesbian, then went to bisexual, then ended up coming out as a lesbian again. Mm -hmm. And like I actually uh, grappled with this a few years ago because I was like, what if I'm not a lesbian because I'm attracted to non-binary people. How does that work? Right. And that took like a lot of like research on my part and like talking to lesbians and non-binary people and non-binary lesbians and, you know, finding out that non-binary people can fall under any umbrella when it comes to like who you're attracted to sexually, romantically. And we're going to get into a full non-binary episode. Too. Yeah. We've got a lot mm -hmm. of topics to cover people. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. So I feel like even like, a, like maybe like 2019, I was still like, maybe I am bisexual. Am I, I, I have this platform now because I started my meme page at the end of 2018 where I'm calling myself hot messian. Maybe I am bisexual because I like non-binary people, but then I did enough research to figure out, no, I am a lesbian. I feel like I go back and forth a lot with kind of colloquially saying how I, how I identify. Like sometimes I'll refer to my girlfriend and I as lesbians, even though technically neither of us are. Yeah, I'll say I'm a lesbian, but at the end of the day, I also just think I identify a lot with being as a part of the lesbian community, which is a lot of why I say that. And I don't feel like I have to disclose to every person that I might fuck a man someday. Like that's, I don't know. So like, if you want to identify as a lesbian and you, like, you know how straight people can be straight, but they're like, oh, I had like one crazy night. Like you yeah. can be a yeah. lesbian and have one crazy, yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I feel like a lot exactly. of people don't recognize that or they're very quick to like if it's a man say like oh he's gay or but if it's like if it's a woman saying that they're like oh no like that doesn't mean anything it's just like yeah experimenting or one crazy night and I've I seen that in a TikTok where it's like that just assumes that everybody's only attracted to men 
Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's okay, Sev. It's okay to like men too. <laughs> I was gonna Sorry. say it's funny that you both are like, I would never made, date a man again, and over here Sorry. I'm, I'm just dating men. No, it's okay. It's okay. To it's no. It just make. Yeah, it just makes me giggle. How valid. different we all are. Yeah, I know you know you're valid. You are valid. I know that. Oh, <laughs> but no, you are valid, and everyone else who relates to you is valid. Yeah. I think like part of the thing with changing labels is that sometimes labels can be limiting. And while it's helpful to sometimes say like, "Oh, this is how I feel," and this is a label that describes that, I think often sometimes that might be true, and then yet there still might be a lot of limitations that come with that word and what's associated with it. So I don't think that necessarily changing labels is like changing who you are, what you feel. It's more just, mm-hmm. there's a whole journey to try and figure out what words work best for you. No, right. And if sexuality is like truly fluid, then people can use whatever labels they want to describe themselves. Yeah. Period. I think that's a great way to end class, y'all. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of other topics to get into. And if you want to suggest a topic, if you have questions for us, you should follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Sapphic Survival and all other social media at Sapphic Survival Guide. Like, follow, and rate us anywhere you listen to podcasts. The more ratings we get, the more ears we will be able to reach you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide for our personal social media you can go to instagram at gina finio or you can go to tiktok and find me at bisexual gina or you can go to my website ginafinio.com you can find me sev on tiktok at lucky.sev you can find me on instagram at seven dot months all spelled out s-e-v-e-n dot m-u-n-s or on twitter at seven months and you can follow me, Cheyenne, on all social media platforms at Hot Mespian. Class is now dismissed. <laughs>